If there's one thing that you've heard over and over again on Build Your Tribe, it's this. Do what you do best, but then outsource or hire or consult or invest in other people who know what they do really well. But the same is true when it comes to growing your reach. If you need more eyeballs, if you need more people to know about that thing that you offer, that thing that you sell, that business that you are trying to grow, and you're trying to do that with social media, may I suggest the best deal on the internet? Yes. When it comes to Instagram, I want to invite you to check out Insta Club Hub. Myself and my son, my co-host, Barack Johnson, we're the founders of Insta Club Hub, and it is rocking people's worlds. We have clients who've seen over 3,000% growth in their Instagram reach in less than seven days. We have people with under 1,000 followers reaching 4 million on a reel. We've had people who've increased their visits to their website by over 300% in less than five days. It's pretty amazing the difference that can be made by just doing a few simple tweaks. It's a monthly membership. It's an amazing community. We teach live. You know, you hear us all the time on the show, but wouldn't you like to hang out with us live? We're pretty fun together, I got to tell you. So I want to invite you to go check it out yourself. Go to instaclubhub.com and learn how easy and affordable it is to work with your host, Brock and Shalene Johnson. All right, now let's get to today's topic. Welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. What's going on? So today we're going to talk about what is going on, what's going on in social media right now. There's a trend that's happening on just about every platform, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I don't know if it's happening in podcast land, but Clubhouse for sure. And the trend is the tearing down of other people. It's the keyboard warriors, if you will, the keyboard warriors who have now taken to build platforms on the backs of the missteps, failures, problematic behavior, language, and you name it, of people who do have a platform. So in other words, today, what we're going to talk about is this very peculiar trend that's gaining tons of popularity, where it's really easy to build a YouTube channel, to build an Instagram following, to build a TikTok following by picking an industry and then identifying a target, like someone who's at the top, someone who has a lot of notoriety, and then spending all of your time focused on picking apart and looking for errors and dissecting the things that they've said. You can call it gossip. You can call it slander. You can call it public stoning. You can call it public accountability, whatever you want to call it. It's taken off. It's incredibly popular. It's spreading like wildfire. And I personally don't think it's good, but I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it. And today I want to share with you some of my thoughts and feelings on it and what you can do about it or what we should do about it or should you ignore it. Today, we're going to dissect this trend and why it's happening. Earlier this month, Lee McMillan committed suicide. She was a 28-year-old influencer, and she basically rose to her fame by documenting her travels as part of kind of a van life series. She did this both on Instagram and YouTube, and tragically, earlier this month, she took her own life. Yeah, she was battling from depression, but you wouldn't know that from looking at her social media, although she did speak about it from time to time. People have reported widely that she felt bullied by people online, by people who were attacking 
her van life content. She took her life by stepping in front of a train in Santa Barbara, California on March 26th. She was 28 years old. Her family has reported that Lee had been the victim of these keyboard warriors, people who collectively came for her, trolls who set out to attack her, to attack her content, to find fault with what she was doing. What are we doing? First and foremost, I think it's really important to remember we are all closest to our industry and whatever industry you happen to be in, you feel like everybody else knows about it. Everybody else knows the players, the people who you think of as being like famous or really well known, like someone in another industry doesn't even know them. So let me start by saying there's been a lot of this lately and you're going to think I'm talking about someone in particular, but I'm really talking about freaking everyone. What am I talking about? I'm talking about this trend where people basically look at an industry, let's just say the makeup industry, and then they pick the people who have made it to the top, the people who have the biggest notoriety, perhaps the largest YouTube channels or the biggest Instagram following, the people who have been able to launch their brands and maybe now they're in Sephora or Ulta or wherever. And then what will happen is these drama channels will pop up. And I'm just using the makeup industry to start with, but I'm telling you, it's happening in every single arena. I noticed it first with makeup artists. And to be honest, I'm not even, I mean, I love makeup, but I I don't know anything about the industry. But I found these videos freaking fascinating and horrifying and sad. And I would see one person who like had zero notoriety would make a YouTube channel talking about the wrongdoings or something that some other makeup artist did to wrong some other makeup artist or how they stole this palette or stole this idea from this person, or, you know, said this in their private life, or is is dating that person, like just drama and gossip. And this person without any notoriety would make a YouTube channel, and because it's negativity, because it's gossip, it would grow pretty fast. And that was all they had. They themselves weren't an expert. They themselves weren't, you know, some beauty guru. They just were an expert at tearing down, dissecting, and reporting on the wrongdoings or the perceived wrongdoings or the gossip of someone else. And it can be pretty tantalizing. And I think people started to see how quickly these folks were growing their YouTube channels. Before long, you started seeing this in a multitude of other industries. I've seen it in the diet industry. There are countless YouTubers who have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And all they do is pick apart diet experts. And by the way, this isn't just YouTube. It's happening on Instagram. And it's one of the fastest growing types of account on TikTok. Twitter too. Now, just to be perfectly clear, I'm not talking about an expert who might be dissecting the legal wrongdoings of a reality star or someone who is a celebrity figure who's part of the Me Too movement. I mean, these are credible sources and they're reporting on it. There's a difference between reporting and just blasphemy, slander. And I've seen this now in almost every single possible industry. I've seen countless accounts on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube, on all those platforms, tearing down multi-level marketing, tearing down the motivational speakers that you know, dissecting, gossiping, reporting negative slanderous comments and commentary about people who make 
their livings reporting on true crimes. Do you know what is more popular than your favorite rapper's YouTube channel? I'll tell you. It's the YouTube channel or the Instagram account that basically bashes and tears apart every rapper. Now, like that's in my mind, a celebrity. And we've always done that. We've always analyzed celebrities and people who put themselves out in the public eye. But I think what's happened, and if you've looked at this trend, you've probably seen it happen. You've seen even the coaching industry. The coaching industry has become wrought with this. And there's certainly more, in my opinion, maybe it's just like my position. It seems to me there's a lot more female coaches. And when I say coaches, I mean like business coaches, marketing coaches, mindset coaches. And again, maybe it's just, you know, who I am. I I tend to see a lot of female coaches. There's a lot of male coaches out there too. But I'm noticing that this trend, and maybe you've noticed it too, I'd love to get your feedback on it, is predominantly women attacking women. When I look at the YouTube channels, when I look at the Instagram accounts, when I look at the TikTok, it is women tearing apart other women who have risen to the point of notoriety. They're never tearing down someone who's just getting started. They're never tearing down the underdog. They are always punching up, as I like to say. You're not going to see someone who has been successful and has notoriety tearing apart, slandering, gossiping, or pointing out the missteps and failings of someone who is not doing as well or isn't at their stage or or has fewer followers or isn't as successful. It just doesn't happen. This week, it feels like it just really has gotten out of control. And I feel like other people are really starting to notice it. For whatever reason, this week on Instagram, I had so many people sending me these posts about other influencers or these YouTube videos that are just like tearing apart multi-level marketing organizations or these Instagram accounts that are just making fun of a particular reality star who's recently been arrested. And But just days after reading about this influencer who took her own life, and she's only one of many, yet another firestorm started to brew around an influencer who is kind of in the same space as me. And I'm not going to mention any names because why bring more attention to the situation? And it doesn't even matter what industry we're talking about. It's becoming an epidemic. And personally, I've been trying to figure out why. Why is this trend becoming so popular? Why is it so many seem to take pleasure in seeing someone of notoriety be taken down? And I'm not in any way, shape, or form justifying the actions of all people because there is no shortage of celebrities or influencers who like really make big, bogus mistakes without question. But I've never seen people so excited to see someone of notoriety fall. We want to see people fail. And this seems to be most prevalent amongst women. So it got me thinking like, okay, so why is this happening? So I started doing some research this week, like to truly understand it. I'm equally interested in it. It's addicting. It's alluring. It's attractive. It's tempting. And I have to prevent myself from looking at that, even when it's about me. Like recently, someone sent me a link to a couple of articles about me where there were, and I won't even mention what it was about, but I looked at the title of the articles and I responded to the person who sent them to me and said, I don't know if you know me that well, but I'm not interested in reading 
what someone else has to say about me in this regard because I don't want to filter who I am. I don't want to let them get in my head. I don't want to ruin my own day. I don't want to bring myself down. I don't want to feel depressed. I'm confident in what I say and what I believe, and I know I make mistakes, but don't bring that to me, and I have to question your motives if you do. Unless there's something that I can change or something that I I really need to be aware of, I don't need to see it, but yet it's tempting. It's a temptation that I have to prevent myself from looking at. I love reality TV, but man, when I started seeing these accounts popping up, just like literally making light of another grown woman who may be going to prison, and I recognize that it may be as a result of incredible wrongdoings, I am not her judge and jury, and I'm certainly not going to judge, bully, or pile upon someone who's facing time in prison. I am not their judge. The only judge that any of us have is God. The only one who can keep any of us accountable is ourselves and God. But I believe the reason why we're naturally drawn to this is because, especially for women, we collectively as a tribe would get together and we would discuss things. This is how we would keep our families and our tribe safe. And we would talk about what was acceptable standards or principles or guidelines and what was safe and who was safe and what wasn't safe. And so I think it's part of our nature. And we do this like when we're in person, when we work together, when we're together as a family, we kind of collectively just talk about things and discuss things and and we reach conclusions, we process things and we're like, yeah, okay, I'm just trying to make sense of this. And it's easiest to do this when we can talk to somebody else. Now, that's a little different from gossip, but I think what's happened is because of, in great part due to the pandemic, we haven't had these the ability to have these in-person conversations. People are locked up at home. They're not working in large groups. If you are going back to work, it's probably a staggered schedule. You're not with as many people. You don't have the opportunity to kind of process things and talk about things and, and to get that out of your system, if you will. So I believe that's the number one factor. The number two factor is we're stressed and we're overwhelmed. Everybody is. And social media doesn't always make us feel good. We look on social media, we see people who look better than us. They're more than we are. They're doing better than we are. They have more followers than we have. Their home is more beautiful. Their children are cleaner. Like all of these things, like people are, they're just better than us. And that's what it feels like when you look at social media. And that doesn't feel good. I mean, you can look at any of the research associated with depression, anxiety, and the amount of time that we spend on Facebook and Instagram, and they correlate. They correspond with each other. We know that these things are causing us to be more depressed and more anxious. And those are feelings that we like feeling. We want to escape those feelings. So when we're not feeling good about ourselves, we're going to look for a distraction. We're going to look for something that makes us feel elevated. And what could be better than seeing someone who we think as having an elevated status above us, seeing that person being taken down, even if we feel sorry for them, even if we don't agree with the reason why people are calling them out or picking them apart. For a moment, it just makes us feel better. It's a distraction. And especially this is true if we can see the misstep or the mistake or the moral failings of someone else, then we can think to ourselves or respond in the DMs. We can think to ourselves, wow, I would never do that. I can't believe they did that. So that makes me 
a better person than them. That gives me the right to talk about them, to analyze them, to pick them apart. And you know what? They are this public figure because they're on social media. They've got a YouTube channel. They've got a podcast. They've got a Instagram, whatever it is. So therefore, I have the right to say these horrible things that I would never say in real life to them. In fact, if I was to meet this person in real life, I would probably kiss their ass and try to you know, get on their good side so that I could get a shout out from them. But because I'm safely behind the protection of my phone or my keyboard, I can just say whatever I want. And you know what? Because everybody else is piling on this person, there are going to be a lot of other people who see my negative comment and they're going to like it. And it won't be about me. It'll be about them. So I can put the negative attention on them, which gives me a positive boost of endorphins. And that's what's happening. When we gossip, when we slander, when we pile on someone else who is higher up than us, like it or not, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I have had those feelings where I see someone who's like, I never really liked them, or maybe I was envious of their notoriety or whatever, and I see them being called out. I mean, I would be a total liar and a hypocrite if I didn't tell you that I have this thought that I'm not proud of, where I might think to myself like, well, you know, I never really liked them, or I knew they had theirs coming to them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a horrible thing, but I'm admitting that for a moment you feel a little like justified or like better about yourself. And I'm not suggesting that you've done that or that you've written something horrible about another person or slanderous or whatever, but I'm saying it's just human nature, even if only momentarily, you feel like, oh, they had this coming. And I'm not proud of it, but I think social media has made this a very common trend. And it's taking off like wildfire. And what we're forgetting is that there's a real person in the crossfires. There is a real individual with feelings who deserves grace, who has emotions and a family, who may have made a mistake, who might be apologizing, who might be struggling with depression or anxiety. And I just don't understand for the life of me, ladies, I'm specifically talking to you now. I do not understand how we can say we want to empower each other when we continue to see this trend happening. How do we fix it? We fix it by just stop doing that. If you want to hold somebody accountable, hold yourself accountable. If you want to tell someone they need to be better, then look in the mirror. That's what we need to do. We need to start by focusing on ourselves first. And I'm not suggesting that we condone the missteps or moral failures or just evil things that some people do. I'm not saying that you should ignore those things, but I think there's a way to approach a person who you have a personal relationship with or to do so in, in such a way that truly might help that person if you truly care. Because if you don't, then all you might be doing, or some of these folks, I'm not going to say you're doing it, but what I think some of these people are doing is they're just trying to get notoriety themselves for tearing down somebody else. You can't feel good about yourself for doing that. We need to pull the weeds from our own yard before we start talking about our neighbors. We really need to start by looking at ourselves and asking ourselves, like, what makes the world a better place? What is the best use of my time? It, does it really make sense for me to build a career or a social media platform by being the anti-MLM person or the person who starts Instagram account just to bash reality stars or to take down YouTubers or makeup art? Like, is that what you want on your resume? Like your resume reads, I'm a person who bashes makeup artists. Really? 
you're better than that. Like you've got more going on and it's just a cheap way to build a following. And boy, now I'm really kind of lecturing. What I'm probably doing is inviting somebody to create, what am I saying? I'm sure there's a million YouTube videos out there already tearing me apart. Don't send them to me. I'm not going to look at them. I have no interest in giving negativity and I believe it's the devil's work. I have no interest in giving the devil's work more energy. And I think if enough of us stop accepting this and stop thinking that we're supposed to hold strangers accountable and realize that who we're supposed to hold accountable is ourselves and our intimate group of friends. So from now on, I'm giving you my word right now. If a friend wants to send me the link to a post where someone is getting bashed, I'm going to let them know I am not adding energy to this. I'm not. And I got plenty of them this week. I made a public announcement on Instagram, like, do not send those to me. If you, for some reason, think I'm interested, you're wrong. I'm not. And if you think that I need to make a statement about someone who I don't know, that I need to either denounce them or acknowledge their wrongdoings or share with you my opinion about someone who I don't know and what they're doing, I don't. So you can unfollow because you need to form your own opinion and the world doesn't need to know about it. You need to hold yourself accountable. And if you honestly care to change the behaviors of someone else, then write them a letter then figure out how you can help them. But I promise you this, trying to take down and destroy individuals isn't helping any of us. Ladies, we have to support and lift each other up. And we have to stop saying that and actually start doing it. We have to ask ourselves, do we really want to hold this person accountable and help them to be a better person or help the world to be a better person, the stranger who we don't know? Or are we trying to publicly humiliate them, to shame them, to punish them? Or are we trying to get our own notoriety and leave these people with not an ounce of dignity and and to force them into leaving social media or worse, committing suicide? What are we doing? We have to stop the habit of deliberately looking for something to be offended by, deliberately looking for the mistake, the misspoken word, the misinterpreted action. We have to stop looking to find things to be upset about in absolutely everything that people are doing online. We have to stop doing that. It's counterproductive. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of your energy. That is not why you were put on this planet. And I'm not suggesting that we have to agree with what other people are doing. We don't have to support what other people do. We don't have to, nor should we expect approval from all the women we encounter. In fact, you don't have to support all women. But of the women you do know, if you disagree with what they're doing, what they've said, it is also not your obligation to tear them down, especially those who you don't even know. And worse yet, those who you do know, and you jump on the mob because everyone else is tearing this person or this expert or this industry down, that you jump on the trend because it feels productive to watch the destruction of another industry or another person. And when we are distracted by what someone else has done wrong, guess what we don't have to do? We don't have to look at ourselves and figure out what we've done wrong. We don't have to spend any time figuring out where and what we need to do next if we're really busy poking around in someone else's backyard. And frankly, how much freedom do any of us have 
if we start removing the freedoms of other people, the freedoms of people who have opinions that are different than your own, the freedoms of people to use language that's different than the language you want to use, or that the freedom of people to have their own opinion, their own political views, their own views on life and marriage and sexuality. If we're forcing everyone to have the same view, then we are not free, we are not unique, and we are not authentic. So I don't know if this is a traditional build your tribe episode, but here's what I need to say. I'm 52 years old and I'm over this. You can't tell me what I need to think, who I need to hate, what I need to say, who I need to be. I am authentically me and I won't be controlled by the mob. And I think we have to stop allowing this destruction, this teardown, this trend of negativity where we're looking for people's failures. We are actively looking to see what other people have done wrong because what happens is we spend 0.0 amount of time looking in the mirror. I don't have time to look for other people's failures and flaws because I have too many of my own. And the people who I need to make sure I get it right by are not strangers. The people I need to get it right by are number one, God. Number two, every member of my family. Number three, my close-knit circle of friends and people in the industry who I consider friends before I consider them work associates, like people who I genuinely care about and I know they care about me and if I couldn't do anything for them, they would still be there for me. That's who I need to worry about. I don't need to worry about strangers telling me that what I've done wrong or writing letters or writing negative reviews on my podcast or whatever, leaving rude messages, delete, delete, delete. I don't have time. I won't allow the energy to penetrate me or my mindset. And I am no longer going to give any kind of energy to these types of drama, video, YouTubes, Instagram accounts, you name it. And I have in the past. I'm here to tell you, I have looked at those things. I have gone down that rabbit hole. I have found myself spending way too much time like reading through other people's DMs to find out like, who said the most horrible thing? And I won't do it anymore. I promise. Because the only way this ends is if we stop giving it energy. Thank you for listening. It's my goal to be brief, to be bright, and to make it fun. I don't know that I made it fun today, but I hope it was useful and I hope it was profound. Thanks for being here. We'll be back on Tuesday. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.